to Inside the Castle, the podcast that goes behind castle doors to have real conversations with real people about solving the nation's toughest challenges. I am one of your hosts for today, Kat McCain. And I'm Aaron Schneider. Today's guests are Ellen Bergeron, who's a National Silver Jackets Program Manager, Paul Scofani, who's a Silver Jackets Coordinator for Portland District, and Stacey Underwood, who's a Silver Jackets Coordinator from Baltimore. Thank you for joining us here today. Thank you for having us. For today's episode, we want to showcase the Silver Jackets program, but before we get into the discussion, let's get to know our guests. Starting with you, Ellen, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your role within the Corps as it relates to Silver Jackets? Yes, thank you. My name is Ellen Berggren. Before coming to the Corps, I spent my first 20 years tackling various natural resource topics in the private sector for state and federal agencies, and I joined the Army Corps team about 13 years ago, starting at Walla Walla District, wearing many different hats. And I was the district outreach coordinator, a planner, a project manager, and the Idaho Silver Jackets coordinator. Most of my career has focused on promoting and leading interdisciplinary approaches and building partnerships to find solutions to water resource challenges. And this focus and interest naturally led me to the Silver Jackets coordinator role, which is all about partnering and collaborating to solve flood challenges. My experience working with the Idaho Silver Jackets made me realize that I wanted to focus my career on the core flood mission and ideally work full-time with Silver Jackets teams. So when an opportunity to work with the Silver Jackets program at the national level became available about five years ago, I applied and I was selected for that position. So currently I am the Corps' national Silver Jackets program manager, as well as a member of the Corps' headquarters national flood risk management team, and I am located at the Corps' Institute for Water resources. Good morning, Aaron. My, my name is Paul Scofani. I'm the Silver Jackets Coordinator for the Portland District. I have been with the Corps since 2009, and prior to coming to the Corps, I worked in floodplain management roles for about 20 years. In 2014, I took on the role as floodplain manager or flood risk manager for the Portland District and also became the Silver Jackets Coordinator. Uh, I was attracted to the role because of its collaborative approach to solving problems, but also the use of basic flood risk management uh, principles to align dam safety, levee safety, floodplain management, and other state and federal uh, missions together for a comprehensive floodplain management, flood risk management mission. So I was attracted to that kind of collaborative style of, of work, and I have found it to be re rewarding over the past several years and it allowed me to uh, explore and gain knowledge in areas that I would not independently have, have really evolved into. All right, good morning. My name is Stacey Underwood. I'm with the Army Corps of Engineers Baltimore District. I'm a uh, civil engineer and planner and the Silver Jackets coordinator. Um, I've been working for the Corps of Engineers in Baltimore for almost 30 years now. I've actually been the Baltimore District Silver Jackets coordinator for about 10 years since the program was started. I actually helped lead three teams, uh, the District of Columbia Silver Jackets team, the Maryland and Pennsylvania Silver Jackets team. And as uh, Paul said, you know, I, I, I love being Silver Jackets coordinator uh, myself. I think it's, uh, it's been very fulfilling. Like I said, I've been doing it a third of my career and I just enjoy meeting and working with all the federal, state, local agencies and, and really working together to try to reduce their flooding problems and help them with their priorities. So thank you. I love hearing your guys' passion for this program and just your guys' wealth of experience coming to the table uh, to share what you, what you guys have done with our listeners. But some of our listeners may not know what the Silver Jackets program 
is. I know when I came to the Corps the first time I heard silver jackets, I literally envisioned people running around wearing silver jackets. So, Ellen, could you tell us what this program is and how it benefits the nation to our listeners? Sure. So I think it's really important to make a distinction between the Silver Jackets program versus Silver Jackets teams. The Silver Jackets program is a component of the Corps Headquarters National Flood Risk Management Program, and that program promotes integrated flood risk management solutions that focus on life cycle risk reduction and shared responsibility. And the program goals include enhancing how we as an agency manage flood risk and how we support others who manage flood risk. The Silver Jackets program is implementation of the Corps' National Flood Risk Management Program at a state level through its support to state-led Silver Jackets teams. So the Corps, through the Silver Jackets program, provides funding to district staff, such as Stacy and Paul, to participate on and support state-led Silver Jackets teams. Silver Jackets teams are where on-the-ground implementation and realization of our program goals occur. These are interagency teams comprised of state and federal agencies, with some also having participation by tribes, universities, regional and local governments, and maybe even nonprofits. There are currently 53 and soon to be 54 Silver Jackets teams in all states, as well as the District of Columbia and three U.S. territories. And each team is different in terms of its membership, activity level, and focus as they reflect the state's priorities. But what they all have in common is that the team members work together to find solutions to a state's flood challenges. And I do note some teams actually focus on multiple um, natural hazards. Each agency member funds their own participation, bringing their talent, their time, and treasure to the team to support interagency efforts as their budgets and authorities allow. And the team's risk management activities can range anywhere from risk assessment to improve flood risk understanding to outreach activities to communicate risk to others and actions that reduce or manage risk. Some of the benefits are because the teams focus on a flood risk management life cycle perspective, it means they're looking at the big picture. And so they're engaged in activities to either prepare for, respond to, recover, and or mitigate flood risk. And they focus on shared responsibility with everybody having skin in the game. So they're working together to achieve the lowest level of risk development and our risk reduction. And to develop the best solutions, they consider what everyone can contribute, and they coordinate all those efforts and programs and expertise so that they can maximize our ability to reduce risk, avoiding duplicating efforts, and preventing counterproductive actions where only where one entity might transfer risk to another. I'll wrap it up by just saying that collaborative solutions are better solutions as none of us is as smart as all of us. I'd like to let Paul and maybe Stacy also add to what they feel the benefits of this program is from the perspective um, of their work with their teams. Uh, yes, Ellen, yeah, I'd like to add that, uh, you know, prior to the Silver Jackets uh, program, I think in the court district, you know, we, we mainly coordinated with other federal and state agencies as needed for our own ongoing studies and projects, such as if we needed uh, existing flood modeling or utility or bridge information or gauge data. And really, I think for the first time, this program allowed us to bring the federal, regional, state, local agencies together regularly to talk about the state's flood problems, identify their priority areas, priority types of projects, and really work together within our programs to help reduce that risk. So to me, that was just a huge benefit for flood risk management nationwide. Yeah, I would probably just reiterate what Stacy and Ellen have said, like they were talking about it is collaborative in the sense that flood risk management itself 
is something that the Corps can't independently do or other state and federal agencies can't independently themselves come up with comprehensive solutions. So we rely on each other's expertise in that collaborative framework. And I think that by relying on those expertise, we bring to bear a much more, well, like comprehensive solution to uh, the state's floodplain management. And and also it's consistent between federal and state. By, by that collaboration, it becomes a consistent and comprehensive flood risk management uh, mission. And it also has encouraged all of our agencies to learn about each other's programs, the federal state programs, so that when we are speaking to a community with flood problems, we can talk to them and advise them and refer them to those various agencies and programs, which I think is helpful. Great, thanks. This is a really impressive program and really trying to enhance collaboration across the federal, state, and local agencies is an immense challenge. So you guys have done a great job of doing that and it seems like Silver Jackets is well recognized for bringing people together. And we've heard a lot about like kind of the program benefits overall, but I was kind of curious more of like, are there specific examples? Could you give us a project that you've worked on and show how that's led to a better solution for our listeners? So you can kind of envision how this might actually work on the ground. Um, and maybe we'll, we'll start with you, Stacy. We're now using that flood mapping to help develop a flood warning tool that will help community officials view both the, the expected flooding, but also necessary flood response actions and then they'll be able to actually estimate flood damages to the buildings in those areas. So again, a very useful tool for them. And then this fall, as a third phase, we're actually going to uh, have a flood exercise um, with the community officials to, to use all of those tools. So that's just one example that I, I see of us using all of the different agencies' expertise, bringing us together um, to do something much more than just the core could have done by themselves. And Aaron, I, I can jump in with uh, some examples from Oregon. So, you know, there's a number of different examples that I could give. But one, one of the most poignant examples that I can probably give right now in Oregon with the degree of wildfires that we have been experiencing over the past year and even currently right now is our wildfire playbook. And, and I guess I, I start that by you know, saying that a few years ago, uh, we had as a interagency project to develop, developing a playbook for um, how we would respond to a wildfire in relative to the Silver Jackets group. And we identified a response that was set out into four phases in terms of assessments, monitoring, and mitigating short and long-term risk. And we kind of worked through that process with the team together and we sort of, we gave that playbook to communities and shared that with the state itself. And so coming into the uh, September of 2020, we had this playbook kind of established. Uh, in 2020, in September, there was massive a, a massive windstorm that basically promulgated a, a wide array of, of wildfires, resulting in one of the most significant wildfire seasons that we have ever experienced. It's 1.2 million acres burned, and this is a this is a prime example where you know we had COVID going into this, we had some previous floods, we had ice storms, we had these disasters already declared, and now we were overlaying on top of that this 1.2 the largest. Uh, fires that we had ever seen, and so resources were really stretched to their to their limits. If we had not had a plan in place, if we not had been working collaboratively, then that system might have been broken in, in several areas. But because we had a well-established 
set of collaborative relationships. We relied on each other to, to embark upon this four-phase sort of approach to recovery, moving towards from response to recovery and a long-term plan. And I think that us being able to reach out to each other and and kind of set up a framework based on what we had already talked about not only gave us a sense of assurance that we can rely on each other, but also provided kind of pre all this material to communities and communication communities that represented uh, an organized, you know, I mean, as organized as it can be in situations like that, but an organized and, and coordinated approach to, hey, we all have been working through this. We all work together. The, the federal and state partners are aligned towards a common message and we are here to help and we are here to kind of figure out what the solutions might be moving forward. And I'd say that as a result of, of that coordinated effort, we now are looking forward into the future towards setting up a kind of long-term plan for how, how are we not only going to understand the impacts of wildfires, but also how are we going to maybe change our responses in the future and what sort of data and information can we get um, in areas that hadn't burned that we now realize that we should have had prior. So it's this kind of fluid a system that is really based on the fact that we have trust and collaborative relationships working together that has allowed us to be very resilient in this um, post-wildfire landscape that we now uh, see ourselves in. Those are some excellent examples, and I love hearing of you guys building trust and that collaboration with our partners. And with that, that takes time. So, Ellen, just kind of going back to you. How did this Silver Jackets program get started, actually, to, to allow us to have those great relationships and collaborative partnerships today? So, yeah, it predates my time with the Corps, but in the early 2000, I'm thinking around 2004, 2005, there were a couple of folks at our headquarters office that came up with this concept of an interagency state-led team that's dedicated to flood risk management that would bring together all the federal partners in support of the state. And the Corps uh, worked collaboratively with FEMA to further develop this concept as well as to develop partnerships to implement the idea. Uh, the name Silver Jackets and this uh, was coined at a regional interagency steering committee meeting, um, which are meetings that I believe FEMA promotes but are attended by FEMA and the Corps and a bunch of state agencies. And it was the risk meeting in Chicago in 2005 where Silver, the name Silver Jackets uh, was developed. And some people always ask us, what, you know, where did this name come from? What does Silver Jackets mean? It's a very symbolic name. And where it came from is the folks that came up with this idea were acknowledging that when agencies wear different colored jackets when they're responding to disasters, for example, the Corps will wear red jackets and the Federal Emergency Management Agency will wear blue jackets. And so the silver jacket signifies all of these agencies working collaboratively together as a team towards a solution. So after that meeting in 2005 and everybody coming up with this, you know, this name, Silver Jackets, and agreeing to move forward, there were two pilot Silver Jackets teams that were formed um, in 2005, shortly after that meeting, one in Indiana and one in Ohio. Those teams are still going very strong, but they were the two pilot Silver Jackets teams. And because of how successful they were and effective, the Corps established a goal that they would like to work with states and promote establishing a team in every state. 
And um, the first Silver Jackets team that had a signed charter after that uh, goal was established by the Corps was the Idaho Silver Jackets team in 2009, and that was the team that I helped start. Since then, we're now what? We're in 2021. Uh, next month, we will have a Silver Jackets team in every single state. We, Hawaii was our very last state, and they will become officially a Silver Jackets team next month. And um, we also have teams established in the Virgin Islands. We have teams in Puerto Rico, in Guam, and the U.S. Uh, Virgin Islands, and many of those teams have been established uh, because of the recent uh, hurricanes, right? And they have found that that's a really effective model for recovery after a major disaster. Thanks for sharing that. That provides our listeners a little bit of context. And if our listeners want to learn more about the Silver Jackets program, where do they go to learn more? Well, the best way, the best way to learn about the Silver Jackets uh, the Core Silver Jackets program, in my opinion, is to check out what individual Silver Jackets teams are doing. But another way is to visit the Silver Jackets website. Um, it's at www.silverjackets.nf rmp.us. Each team has its own web page on that website, and it usually has information about who the agency team members are, what their focus is stated as a vision or a mission statement or their charter, and a summary of some of its activities and links often to resources that they've developed. The Corps also hosts monthly Silver Jackets webinars, and we've been doing monthly uh, webinar since 2017, and we also publish a quarterly newsletter, which was formerly called the Buzz and is now known as the FRM Buzz. And the webinars and the newsletters showcase Silver Jacket team success stories and best practices, or they feature useful tools, resources, or programs that are offered by Silver Jackets team partners and uh, agency partners and organizations. You can view those recorded webinars, or you can read the newsletters by visiting that Silver Jackets website as well. Or again, you can reach out to our Silver Jackets coordinators like uh, Paul and Stacy, who support those teams, you'll find that they're going to be very passionate and they love to share other success stories. Thank you. Thank you all for, for being here and really sharing these examples of this great program and the specific examples of the projects you've work, worked on. And we're nearing the end here of our, our session together, but I just wanted to give you the chance to, to add anything else that you might have. Yeah, I'll, I'll um, jump in there. I want to say about Silver Jackets, you know, we have interagency projects and we do and, and, and initiatives, interagency initiatives, and, and we do specific things. But I think the real benefit of this team working together is the fact that it is a combination of federal and state agencies coming together with their combined missions towards um, this flood risk management um, direction. You know, the hard work of going through each one of these individual missions and saying where is our overlap and where can we can align ourselves is is what we do and when things like the wildfires or maybe a flood happens or maybe we're just kind of working through a coordinating effort you know that combination of these missions coming together produces a much more potent force towards this uh, initiative of flood risk management than just working within one individual agency's mission or programs. So I think that's that's what I would say is that the real benefit is even if it's not readily apparent that this is a Silver Jackets initiative or project, it's the fact that we have these relationships and then when something happens and, and we, as a team we come to kind of bring our expertise to bear, we kind of come in this collaborative way and we all we're all working behind the scenes together whether it's visible or not. I would just add that if uh, if anyone's, you know, interested in, in flood risk management and the Silver Jackets team, both uh, 
within the core or external to the core, you know, to reach out to your Silver Jackets uh, coordinators. You know, we have a website. You can find all of our names. Um, but it is a, a very rewarding um, uh, program to be involved in. Uh, one thing I really enjoy that I, I was never involved in too much before is all the flood risk outreach. You know, we've been doing a lot of these state flood awareness weeks and flood awareness months, and those are great projects where all the agencies work together, you know, National Weather Service, FEMA, so forth. So um, a lot of social media. Um, so it's exciting to, to really get out there with the public, help uh, share information about flood risk, uh, really work with them to reduce their flood risk because it really is a shared responsibility. We're all in this together. So, yep, so if you want to learn more, just, uh, just look up Silver Jackets and give us a call. Thanks. And I'd like to conclude, I think, again, by emphasizing shared responsibility. Flood risk management um, requires everybody using all of the tools and resources and expertise they have to make people safe and to protect property. What shared responsibility means, I think, in terms of this program is that that the federal partners, we have quite a bit of expertise and tools and resources to help folks understand where risk is and help them understand um, some activities uh, or actions that they can take to manage that risk. But the bottom line is that risk management needs to be, the actions have to happen at the local level, right, or by an individual. And we have limited funding. Uh, there's a lot of demand for our needs. And what Silver Jackets does is by helping us better understand what state's priorities are or where maybe some of their most vulnerable populations are, we can focus those limited resources and developing those tools and information to then empower states and local communities to have a better of understanding where the risk is and, you know, actions that they need to take to better manage that risk. So I think shared responsibility and all of us working together is really an important operational principle of this program, as well as just empowering people uh, to be able to protect themselves and their loved ones and their property. Thank you. This has been great information on the Silver Jackets program. I really like to see how broad it is from wildfires to floods and then focus on the collaboration across all levels of government, which is really a, a good governance practice. So, but with that, I want to thank you, Ellen, Paul, and Stacy, for joining us here today for this edition of Inside the Castle. We appreciate you and your insights. To our listeners, we want to hear from you, what topics are important to you, and people you're interested in hearing from. Until next time, be safe, be innovative, and be revolutionary. To provide your feedback, email us at cw.infrastructure.team at usace.army.mil. Stay tuned for additional Inside the Castle podcasts as we explore life inside the core and revolutionize civil works together.